I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I've been really wanting to have this conversation because... The first time I met you, you kind of shocked me a little bit with your your backstory. All right, because you're not you're not a normal person to me. Let's let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, but I should I guess state for anybody who is listening, um, I'm chatting to Melinda and Ross is here as always. Hello. Um, what I know about you is that you're you're obviously from Sri Lanka, but you moved to Austria, as far as I remember, for academic purposes. Uh, in Austria, you got into or started practicing comedy, stand-up comedy specifically. Um, and then for whatever reason that came into your head, you decided to move to Dublin. Mm-hmm. So there's a few little gaps in there that I'd, try and, I'd like to try and fill in. Um, but maybe I'll let you take it from there. I mean, like... How did you go from Sri Lanka to Austria, Austria to, to Dublin? Well, uh, the story doesn't start there, actually. Like, my first place I visited, I mean, I lived in Malaysia after Sri Lanka. So I lived in Malaysia for three years. Okay. And then I, that's where I did my bachelor's. Okay. So, and then, what did you do your bachelor's? Uh, software engineering. Uh-huh. So from there, uh, I moved to Austria. Uh so Austria, I came to do my master's and my PhD. Then uh, halfway through, that's when I started doing stand-up comedy in 2016. So in 2016, I started doing comedy, just a little bit of open mics here and there. And then I started getting booked. And in 2019, I decided like, you know what? I'm good at it. And this is going to be my full-time job from now on. I'm going to give up my academia career. So but, uh, can I ask, why did you get into software engineering in the first place? Uh, that, I, I don't know, like really. I, during that time, that seems to be the only way out for me. Because um, I, I was interested in tech. Yeah. You know, I was interested in tech. There was no really, uh, it was, it's, let's say, I was going with the stereotype of that time. Like, you know, everybody I know 
like you know either either you have like because when you when you our education system it does not support like doing things that you want to be like it's either doctor engineer lawyer accountant mm -hmm. or now okay now you figure out mm -hmm. uh so i didn't fit into any of those categories like i never i never i was never interested in being a doctor or like an engineer as in like a civil engineer or mm -hmm. uh, like you know constructions or i was not interested in that uh lawyer no um so yeah accountants hell no uh so so my option at that point was like to be honest at that point i really wanted to join the air force oh, okay. so i was a cadet uh when i was growing up i was a cadet uh but like you know so what age were you uh, uh did you become a cadet uh so in sri lanka like you know you can be a cadet when you're 14 oh, wow. so you're Fuck. uh but you don't go to war so <laughs> mm -hmm. you, you you get you get like a, it's a, it's a it's a training that was started during the colonization time mm -hmm. so okay. so when you're when you're in that age you get like it's it's a little bit more advanced than scouting okay uh but uh i would say uh so as in like you're allowed to shoot people uh, no <laughs> you're not allowed to shoot people you you get to shoot but in the range so so you learn how to use a weapon uh but that's that's anywhere if you're a cadet you mm. like that's pretty much in whole of asia south asia they have cadets so um, so what i sorry sorry Ross, go ahead uh just uh, like i have experience i was in the reserve defense forces yeah uh, the irish reserve defense forces and I like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Those were my best seven years in my life. Seven uh, years. Yeah. yeah. I I I I I left the I left the core. Uh, I was a I was a warrant officer, so I was a mm. company sergeant major when I was leaving. So now the thing is, after you turn eighteen, that like this was during the war, right? Mm. So this was during the war. So obviously you don't get called for anything. But after you turn eighteen, there is a percentage. I'm not sure about the accuracy of this information but this is something i know for a fact there's a certain percentage if the if the if the military run out of this personnel up to a certain percentage you will be called after you turn 18 not until you turn okay 18. so you said you were 7 years in the military N not military i was a cadet so okay, it's the so national you, so cadet you did call. join when you were 14 yeah okay yeah. and you were 7 years there so up yeah. until the age of uh, 20. 20 yeah so and at the time, as you said, there was a war happening. Yeah. So was it on your mind that you might be going to war? No, no, not as a cadet. But I wanted to no, join. No, but the, like you're like in the future. Essentially, yeah, you're. Yeah, I wanted to join the air force, hundred okay. percent. So I really wanted to. So I, I like you know in Sri Lanka, like, uh, so if you, it's easy if you. So when you do your A levels, so you have four different streams. So it's it's either uh, bio. Uh, maths, uh, commerce, and arts. So if you do maths, that's the easiest way to get into the Air Force as an officer. Mm. So I missed one credit. Mm. So that dream just went away. Like, you know, okay. like, like my options were repeat my A-levels and try to get in. But uh, my mom was like, you know, strictly opposed to this idea of me joining the air force yeah after seven years of it <laughs> well like you, you know, know there I mean? was no there was no military action going on in my life mm. like it's it was going on in everybody's life like you know th there was yeah. a full-blown war going on yeah but that that did not affect me as a cadet at all like you know you this is this is basically think about 
You know what a, what a Boy Scout is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about a more interesting Boy Scout. Okay, so that's exactly what cadeting is. Um, and is it? And are you like in a military school? No. Are you being no. taught general mathematics and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, military has nothing to do with it actually. It, it 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 has nothing to do with like you know it, it it's not even under the defense force it's mm-hmm. under the education okay. department it's it's it has like the military and the cadet corps is totally different mm. like if you're an officer in the cadet corps you are bo- mostly likely a teacher so you get to get some training from there and you are the ones who might but you you never get to go to the war front mm-hmm. you will never be put to, sent to war front yeah. as a cadet uh from the cadet corps like even if i i mentioned like this is something this is uh this is a once in a like one in a million chance that like the the, the percentage will go from the military if that's going yeah. on you forget mm-hmm. about like that war like you lost already so yeah. can, can i ask uh, what age did you or what year was it when um you were 20 basically uh i was that was 20 that was 2007 okay um so I want to go back a few more years just to something that we all heard about. And obviously there was a massive tsunami in that area. Oh, yeah. That was um, 2004. 26th of December, 2004. Yeah. Um, what was your experience of that? Um, so I'm from Colombo. So Colombo mm-hmm. didn't really get hit hard. Like, you know, okay. I know a few friends who, who had to face all these things. Um, but anyway, uh, so my experience, like, you know, around 80,000 people yeah. uh, lost and all that stuff. Um, luckily, Colombo was not hit that hard, but the whole, pretty much the whole country was damaged. Did it change your perspective on anything? Yeah, the ocean. I was never a big fan of that. <laughs> Understandable. <Yeah. laughs> I was never a big fan of it. I mean, I still love the ocean. I, I Like, you know, I'm an island boy, man. Like, even being in Ireland, like, it, it, it makes, like, you know, now if I'm going to Cork or anywhere, like, even, like, See, like, that's how I grew up, you know. Mm. You're, when you're on an island, ocean is part of your lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, like, it, it's, a, it's a love-hate relationship, you know. I've, I've lost people, uh, like, you yeah. know, they've, they've been drowned in the ocean, three people I know. So, so you know, like, it's a love-hate relationship. You yeah. can't get away with it. You need it. But, uh, like, other than that, uh, like, in life-wise... Not really. Like I don't. See. One of those things that I've I've never I I've, I have to say I've never been fully comfortable. Uh, I've got like a massive respect for the sea and and the ocean. It's one of those things you get in it and immediately you know like you can feel. So I'm not a strong oh, yeah. swimmer. So I know that if anything kind of halfway strong as a current comes along, I'm in trouble here. Um. So I've always had that kind of perception of it. I want to go back to something that you said a, a couple of minutes ago as well. Um, you mentioned you were talking about your different career possibilities and your career choices. And you said, you mentioned a way of like my way out. Mm. Um, does that mean that you were looking to get out of uh, Sri Lanka? What, no, no, not really. Like, you know, growing up for me, I, I wanted to, I, I was a musician since I was like 13. So okay. I, play, I I was a musician. Jeez, I, we've got so many layers to get through. Yeah, <laughs> you, like with me, you have a lot, man. I, I will tell you that. Uh, so I was a musician since I was 13. I ended up playing for the National Orchestra as well. Uh, I was the only bass clarinet player during that time in Sri Lanka. So one in 22 million. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and also I was a rapper. So I was a rapper and that... <laughs> I know, I know. 
clarinet rapper. Did you, yeah. did you rap and play the clarinet at the same um, time? Not at the same time, but... Uh, you got a loop pedal, obviously, yeah. you know? But. So, so, so now the thing is, music was my passion. And yeah. up to this date, I, I love music. Uh, but now, even during as a rapper, you, in Sri Lanka, you can never make me money with music. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you're losing money with music. You have to pay for your studios. You have mm. to pay for your producers. Uh, the, the record deals we had back day were garbage. Like, you know, like you, you, you can barely record a song with a record deal that you get at that time. Mm. Now imagine recording a whole album. Yeah. So, so you know, like it was, it, it, it was simply going like, you know, like that. And then... I was like, and then that's when, like, you know, the whole, whole IT boom was happening. Like, you know, everybody's doing IT. Everybody's doing IT. And we never had a single bloody subject called IT during mm. our whole life in school. Mm. From grade 1 to 13, there was no IT knowledge that we got. Mm. So it was also basically, uh, so so I used to, like, like take, I, like, you know, computer lessons uh, external. Uh, I used to go to a private computer lab because... My parents were not like rich, but they were well enough, well off enough to buy a computer. Like when I was like twelve, okay. yeah, you know, I mean, still, I only had like two hours per day. That that yeah. was that was it. Like you know, you have two hours in the in the computer. And those days we were kids. When we were young, we didn't. We were not focused on video games. We were focused on playing outside. Mm. Mm. So so if you miss those two hours because you were playing outside. You're not getting mm. any more computer. Like, you can't come home at six in the afternoon and say like, hey, I'm going to go play in the computer for two hours. No. Mm. Your computer, like your time for the computer was from three to five. You decided to go outside and play. Hey, until tomorrow. But still, we didn't care. We enjoyed that outside world more than this inside world, you know. So anyway, so I got into computers at a young age as well. So when my Air Force dream collapsed and I figured out music is not going to get me anywhere either. Talent, talent simply in Sri Lanka does not work. You have to, you have to, you have to have a lot of connections. You have to be able to bribe the radio personnel to play your songs and all that. What's not, you know, uh, whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, like I can't like, so, so now what? Yeah. My, my career dream at that time has gone away. Mm -hmm. Music is not getting me enough money. I need to figure something out. And everybody's doing IT. I'm good in computers. I'm good with computers. And my mom decided to register me for a private college okay. to do software engineering. And one thing, like, I, I always wanted to leave Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to live in Sri Lanka. It has always been in my mind. Why? I don't know, didn't feel like I, like, I love my country to death, you know, there is no doubt about it. Yeah. But I, I felt I have way more potential outside. Yeah. Do you think exposure to the internet and the outside yeah. world in that way kind it, of ignited that desire to get out? It could be. Uh, I'm also like, you know, I'm also, uh, I'm not a person who, I, I don't know, like, you're, 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 like, you're Irish, you're from Ireland as well. Like, you know, when you're in an island your mindset becomes this narrow, mm, like yeah. so narrow. You 100%. don't get to see the world. Mm. Like, like, you know, uh, I remember like, you know, when I was in Austria, Austria is a landlocked country. I often forget my passport when I'm crossing borders. I'm like, shit, I don't have my passport. Because for me, crossing a border in Sri Lanka means getting on a plane. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. never had a, a border to cross by land. 
if I wanted to go anywhere, I have to go to the airport and going to the airport always remind you, you need your passport. Mm-hmm. But like, like, you know, so, so in Sri Lanka, like, you know, you, like you, you, you are surrounded by people like who think like in a very narrow way. And I did not like that from a young age. I was thinking like outside the box, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, like we were taught to be like, you know, go to school, get a job, get a family, get a house, get a car feed your family and die. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what's taught to we'll us. Crack. But for me, I'm like, I'm given on an average 65 years of life. Mm-hmm. Is this what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Is, am I going to be another statistic? Or am I going to do something with the life that is given to me? Mm-hmm. Something, something that makes me happy. Yeah. Like what, like, Every time, like, okay, you go to college, you get your degrees, you make your parents happy, your family happy, you get a good job, you get a wife, you get a... Like, you, like everything is about others, but not you. Mm. Yeah. And that's something that I was running away from. So you moved to Australia in 2007? Uh, no, I moved, to, I moved to Malaysia, Malaysia in 2011. 11. So, so that's what happened. Uh, I, I went to a private college. The, the, the program was two years in Sri Lanka. And once you complete your two years, you can go to Canada or... America. Okay. My Canadian visa got rejected in 2009. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I would say it's all for the good reasons. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, here there's I am. There's only one way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so then uh, from Malaysia, you came to Austria. L- look, we're, probably, we're not going to talk too much about Austria. Yeah. Um, because, uh, well, at the end of the day, this podcast is called A Life in Dublin. So... <laughs> Um, and we have not spoken anything about Dublin yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're talking about your life and yeah. where you are in, in Dublin. So, um, as far as I, uh, I'm aware, I met you uh, maybe October or November last year, possibly yeah. even December. Yeah. Um, and you had recently arrived. Yes. So, uh, what's that? You're now July. So, you're here about nine months or so. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how's it been? It's been great. Like, I do not, I mean, obviously, like, you know, so I moved to Dublin in, in October. So 10th of October, that's, that's when I moved here. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, it has been a great experience ever since, you know, like, Dublin has been so warm and welcoming for me. Like, you know, I've, like, I've been around, as I mentioned, I've been around, I've experienced this racism, I have experienced racism, experience um here not here any everywhere else i am yet to experience racism in dublin mm. uh, hopefully i won't yeah, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely hope so too i mean uh but this is like you know like i, yeah, I i'm not speaking for anybody else i'm speaking for myself yeah. and uh because because now when you go to a place you want to be comfortable mm-hmm. yeah of course and you, you want to be treated as an equal human being mm. right and Dublin gave me that feeling. Mm. Like, I'm like, yeah. yeah. You know, I see myself here. Nobody, nobody cares who I am. You, you get, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like, that's what you want as a, as a regular, like a decent yeah. human being. Just want to get on with your life. You know, you wake up, you get your work done, you go to bed. Like, no, no bullshit. You know, like, you, you just want to be able to go on the street without somebody judging you. Like, Somebody judging you for your personality, then that's a different thing. If you're a bad person and somebody judges you, you can't, you can't blame them. But yeah. somebody judging you for your skin color, it's not something you chose. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's not something like like you know like it's not like you know you're getting like you 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 come into this world and somebody's like hey so which color <laughs> I choose oppression <laughs> you know that's not how it works you know you yeah. don't choose where you were born you whom you were born for like you know those yeah. things so to be judged by something that you never were capable of choosing is a ridiculous idea. Yeah. Like you know, if you're a bad person, you do bad things. Like now, those things you can't stop. People obviously going to judge you for that. I'm delighted that you, that you have that had that experience. Um, like, you know, obviously I can't speak. Um, and I'm Irish and everything like that. But I have spoken to to many people, unfortunately, who have experienced racism mm. here. Um, but perhaps it exists on a much higher level outside of here. I I don't know. We're not living in utopia, so um, I I know there is that, but in in a general sense, I would I, I, I would like to hope that it's that it's not too bad at least, and that there is as you say, you know, there's opportunities despite of what you look like, who you are, where you come from, mm. um, uh, and if you can work, and and if you're willing to to put in work, and and I think I think in Dublin. And I could be wrong, Ross. I don't know. Maybe you, you can kind of speak to this as well. But if you're, if you can find a place, if you can kind of fit in, in into let's say the the culture of we don't take things too seriously, yeah. then you'll be accepted no matter who you are. Yeah. Um, at least, at least I think that's the case. I don't know what what you kind of think about that. But well, coming from Sligo, I've faced a lot of uh, racism. <laughs> <laughs> And you will continue to. Oh, for, yeah, until I die. Um, um, uh, I, I, it's hard to kind of pinpoint. I, I, I like to say that if any, Ireland is anything, it's a little xenophobic. I don't think it would be, you know, some people will just say stuff and a lot of the time they don't mean it. They're just venting. But I'm not trying to, like, make any excuses for dirty behavior no. like that. But... Uh, I think Irish people kind of if they know that you're able to go along with jokes and you take yourself lightheartedly and you give shit back or you have a smile on your face people would be like yeah this person's cool I like this person it's kind of a lot of uh, kind of a shit test yeah. nearly it's just like how, how much shit can you take and if you can take it then you're good in our books because uh, we had someone on last week, um, Laura, or Laura, and uh, she was kind of just mentioning that girls like to tease lads when they're Irish girls like to mm. tease lads oh, yeah. when they're f- flirting with them, and that some of the European lads don't know how to deal with this type of insults. Yeah, while uh, that's how Irish girls kind of choose them. I think it's the same with friends from Irish people that. If you can take the shit and if you can have a bit of fun there, then you're more than welcome to always come back. If you're a bit of a dry balls and you're you're no fun, people are going to be like, I don't want to talk to that person. I'm not going to waste my time dealing with someone who's going to be difficult. Yeah. Uh, but oh, I can clearly say, like, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, whatever, yeah. Because yeah. my best friend in Ireland, you want to know how we became friends? It was Halloween... I was coming out for a smoke from the pub. He looked at me. I, I've never met this guy, never seen this guy ever in my life. He goes, fuck you and your good hair. 
He's he's one of my best friends in Ireland now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the thing is, like people need to let like that's 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 a that's a whole different topic. That's a yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a whole different topic. Yeah. Like either you're gonna get offended by words that comes out of every person's mouth. Or you're gonna understand, okay, this is just slagging off. Like this is mm-hmm. like like you know, for me it's easy to understand this because I'm a comedian myself. You know, that's what I do for a living. So when somebody says something, even if it's not something that I would like, all I'm gonna do is come back with a joke. Yeah. Now this happened a couple of days ago, like I don't know if you follow me on shows on social media. Somebody asked me if I was Somali, right? Mm-hmm. I said no. We could have both go get on with our lives go on our ways and she she decided to say oh you got a forehead of a Somali like, what the hell is a Somali forehead right and my comeback to that was well you have a forehead of an ostrich I didn't ask you if you're from an ostrich from now did I <laughs> so like you know that's that's my like yeah, yeah. I don't care like word to word I can go back and forth so I'm not worried what about what did she say to that she wasn't happy uh, <laughs> And to make even matters worse, her friend were laugh. Her friend was laughing. So, oh, so now he even even got that back up. Yeah, I insult you, and then you insult me back. How dare exactly? You? you know, like now that's the, the thing. Like, so if if like I I I'm a person who choose not to play the victim. Like yeah. I could have easily gone like, hey, you being racist to me and all that. No, you tell me something. I'm gonna come back with a joke. Yeah, so well, that's a great attitude to have. Like. Uh, where does that come from? That attitude. Is that something uh, you kind of created yourself? No, is that that's like that's up, that's me. Your upbringing. That's just me. Like you know, like I choose to be happy rather than being angry. Mm. It's well, easy to be angry. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I told you, like I always wanted to think outside the box. I want to do things that makes me happy. Like I'm not gonna be like I I don't I don't. I don't go to wars that I can't win. Like there's no point. Like I I, I don't know if I'm gonna go out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Do you know, mm-hmm. like this, yeah. this might be the last. This ca- I mean, I'm, I hope not, but this can be. That's how too. that's how life works. Mm-hmm. So, how do you remind yourself of that? Because that you know, I like to live by these types of things as well. But then you get caught up in everything, you know. How how do you remind yourself of, of that philosophy? If I'm being honest, I don't have to. I was an angry kid. I was I was very I was an, like you know every teenage boy mm-hmm. you know going through and I grew I, I grew up in Colombo. It's a rough place. Did you play Metallica on the clarinet? No. <laughs> I was a hip-hop fan, you know? Metallica, I listened to Metallica, but I was more of a hip-hop fan and a classical, so it's two different things. <laughs> I just listened to some, uh, oh, who was it? Um, Wu-Tang Clan. They yeah. had a little bit of jazz going oh, yeah. there, so... Uh, like like yeah like you know that that's that's so so you know when the more you get older the more you get matured you need to look at things like you know like like forget about everything else focus on yourself yeah. like you know either you can choose to be sad and angry for the rest of your life or be happy yeah did, did you have a moment though where you like I, one of these coming of age moments where you're just like i need to stop caring about what other people think of me or how i perceive myself and just go and do it or did it just kind of come naturally to you as you've gotten older oh yeah like i would say like like you know that's that's the time you try like you know obviously most of these things came during like my teenage years like you know like like i always like this is this is something i i i would give like like you know with, with like like uh, again 
those are different different topics like you know growing up in sri lanka like you know the 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 the, the social pressure that you get growing up as a sri lankan kid uh, like you have to make sure like you know you don't do anything that that bring shame to your family bring like you know like you have to like you know you have like a code of conduct mm-hmm. that if you are like you know a sri lankan this is how like a ideal person would be like you know this is how you fit in exactly but like you know all these all these things i'm like no no like like fuck all this mm. like i want to be myself mm. you know i don't care what other pre- so like this is something i also have given my sister as an advice like you know you can you can choose like either to be happy the way you are or you can be timid and worry about what other people have to stay and say and and forget about everything that you want to do with your life and be a social construct mm-hmm. like yeah. go go on with the social construct mm. so it's a brave choice to make um like it, it's it's like it's it's great that you can do it uh and sometimes i think for a lot of people maybe i don't know how your sister's getting on but it might be like easier said than done for some people you kind of have to it's i think it's one of those things that you have to feel inside you as opposed to be told uh but you obviously used that kind of those balls that you had to to do stand up comedy in the first place yeah. what was the first time like that you did stand up comedy oh the first time i Ever. did i killed it i killed it uh, right. but 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 but, but <laughs> it's it's a big deal. Be, be, be a bit less humble yeah. <laughs> let's just say that's not going to work in ireland um, <laughs> you need to change that narrative the, oh, i was shit uh, yeah. <laughs> now nah, like you know I mean after that it was shit but uh, <laughs> but 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 the thing is like you know you have your beginners luck everybody's nice to you your host is bringing up saying like hey this guy is doing it for the first time of course nobody's going to be a dickhead but mm-hmm. like you know when you're the fir- doing the first time like so this know, was in Aust- Austria Austria yeah. yeah so so what got into me as also my ego as well because uh I I missed the stage I missed the mic I I missed my artistic talent like you know I never got to use it ever since I left left the country and also like you know my my clarinet my bass clarinet was given to me by the government so when i was leaving the country i had to give, give it back, back? oh yeah, it's a cheap i i couldn't afford a 3000 euro clarinet rough though but you can play it i can play i played it like you know so i i i took very good care of it like you know my own but either way wow. uh so i missed it and then and in austria you know you don't get to do a lot of english activities like you know there's not a lot in english going on and then like i came across this open mic this english comedy open mic night i'm like let me go and check what's going on like you know uh so i went there and i was sitting there and i was like yeah i'm funnier than eight of them <laughs> i can definitely do this the they can be on stage cuz sta- the stage was never a new place to me mm. i was mm. on stage since i were, like since i was like yeah like like you know okay you can't see it but since i was like 5 years old i've been on stage so 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 you know while i was a rapper like you know 70 80000 people like those are never a problem for me the only oh, thing like, oh, yeah yeah <laughs> 70 or 80000 people yeah played uh, you played in front of yeah rats in front of yeah on your own uh as a crew as a crew fuck it hell still because i, I like uh, like i was i was i was on a so i was a, i was on a single of another famous singer So I was I was featuring as a rap artist wow. on this song so I get to play that festival. Wow. So it was a big festival one of the biggest during that time in Sri Lanka actually. Uh in the capital? No in Goa. 
Okay. You've been to Sri Lanka, correct? No, no you haven't. Not. No, you haven't. No. Because I somehow, for some reason, I remember Don't like you, you have. But, uh, so, so yeah. Uh, stage was never a new place. I never, mm-hmm. I don't have the stage fear or anything. So I was like, you know what? I'm funnier than mm-hmm. most of you all. I I don't have the money to do music. I don't need money to start doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm gonna try Go for it. Signed up for so signed up for the next one. Was the process that you started writing things down, or you just went up there and improvised? No, no. I wrote. I yeah. wrote. Uh, I wrote my first five minutes, and I wrote until like. How long is five minutes? Like how many? Like. How many words is that? That's like, so I remember like having like two A4 sheets for my first five minutes because, you know, like I didn't know the craft. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about stand-up comedy. There was nobody to teach me. This is not a craft that I got lesson from somebody. Mm. This was purely like me figuring things out. There was, because when Austria, like Austria didn't have a, like an English stand-up comedy history. English stand-up comedy has started in Austria literally two years before I took that stage for the first time. Yeah. So so there were like four comedians who'd been doing comedy for two years mm. before me. And those were the four people that if I had to look up to, had. Yeah, like, yeah. you know. So so it was not like, so if you're starting comedy in Ireland, you have comedians who have been doing comedy for the, almost 30 years. Mm. Yeah. Right? You, get, you, you have a history of comedy in this country. We didn't have none of that. You know, so well, yeah. so it's all you either like, and you know, I I don't think like, I this is I I never thought this art form as a thing that you can go to like you know YouTube it how to write a joke mm-hmm. or any, no like you know for me my thing is, I just want to tell a story, finding your own voice yeah which is interesting because um a couple of weeks ago we actually had a chat with um Nia who you know yeah. Um, and we were talking about is there was there any kind of parallels or similarities between um, the sense of humor of you know, Vietnam and the sense of humor of Ireland? And he said obviously there was some kind of similarities. It was kind of uh, he said there was certain like a dark humor to to Irish uh, sense of humor and also in Vietnam to a certain extent. Um, but he w- he did mention that that comedy here is is more like storytelling. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you say that. Now, have you come here and realized that your kind of uh, genre of comedy fits well with with what Irish people enjoy? Yes, mm. yes. Uh, because I I never I never like I'm a I'm a I'm an observational social critic. Okay. So what I talk about is things is that, that I LinkedIn? see. Because <laughs> <laughs> because like you know like everything I say is somewhat rela- like some things that you will recognize in the society. It's not some, it's not a joke that I would like, you know, bring from somewhere else. It's everything is out there. Mm-hmm. I'm just pinpointing you these situations mm-hmm. in a funny way. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I do, you know. Uh, so, so it's, it's ba- like, like, for example, like, you know, I talk about my experiences. Yeah. I talk about things that I see in the world. Uh, I mean, basically, like my my first solo special, not a drug dealer, my one hour show, uh, which is going to be on tour from September. Uh, it's it's the it's the eight years that I spent in Europe, ever since I came to Europe. So it's a whole story, like you know. Mm. But then these jokes were never written in that way. Those jokes just came like that, 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 and then I put it together, and then I made the show like that. So it's it's me coming to Europe. And, you know, like my academia career, like all this whatnot, trying to get a job and all this whatnot. And then 
that's that that covers the whole eight years and then the new tro- new show i'm trying out like you know i'm, I'm actually doing the first work in progress show in on the 26th uh where are you the doing show that? is called uh, at the black sheep okay mm, at the Cable street. Street. street yeah cool uh that show is called nobody's important Mm-hmm. so basically like you know nobody is important like you know you're not special um that like so it's all it's all about this like things that i get to see in the society like i don't i don't make up jokes i see things i make a joke out of that mm-hmm. so i always tell like if somebody's offended by jokes that i have don't get offended by me i'm i'm me i'm merely the messenger <laughs> i i get to say this that because this is happening Yeah. Um and before we kind of head into the the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh where do you mainly like hang out in terms of co- comedy wise? Like do you put stuff on YouTube? Do you have a TikTok or like what are your sources? I I do have uh I do have Instagram and TikTok uh, mostly I, my, I put I don't put my like jokes. I haven't put jokes from my solo show because I have to keep it until the tour is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do put some like you know topical jokes and like you know crowd work bits on my Instagram and TikTok. It's at Malinda dot Pereira. Uh, YouTube, I haven't really got onto the YouTube game because it's it's like it it gets too much work. Like I'm I'm happy with Instagram and uh, like because so the thing is once I do my tour, I'll be recording my uh, first solo and my comedy album, and when I get that done then there will be more jokes on youtube like you have to like if you are if you are getting into youtube you need to have enough content to keep it going smoothly otherwise you you, you can't just keep uploading one video today and then the next one in a two months consistency to it you yeah. have to have a certain consistency so you have to have enough material like and also there is a few sketches uh, i'm working on like there's a lot of things going like you know behind the doors So so like once all these things are done then I will get into the YouTube uh, platform because I I really don't like also one of my principles either do something right or don't do it at all mm-hmm. uh so I I I strictly try to you know yeah. Uh, I'd like to say I, I I have that as well, but here I am recording this on my phone, so <laughs> I should probably get some microphones. Um, do you think you'll stick around Dublin? Do you think you'll you'll stay in Dublin? For now, yes, I'm. I'm very happy, and uh, at least for the next few years, I like my my goal is like, I'll give five years, and then we'll decide. But uh, uh, something terrible happened, of course, then I will move. But yeah. uh, uh, hopefully, it won't, uh, yeah. because so far these nine months have been an absolute pleasure, and I Great. hope it keeps going well. Uh, continues like this and like how have you excuse me how have you found the accommodation issue because that's one thing that most people you know who come to here um have a massive problem with oh yeah so so this is something that i looked into before coming here because i i tried to like you know look for housing before i came here uh it didn't really go the way we wanted uh and and then got a got got some help with uh with a what do you call that uh, a realtor yeah yeah uh, uh, like so so yeah a realtor uh helped us Prince. getting getting uh, getting an accommodation here so it's a nice place uh, expensive i mean that's dublin right yeah. do you live with uh, irish or do you live with uh, other internationals no 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 uh, i live with my family oh okay. nice yeah 
always a plus. So um, we we always finish up with two questions. Yes. Um, the first question um, would be if you were to meet someone who is about to move or has just moved to Dublin, what one piece of advice could you give them to maybe help them integrate or maybe something that you think they should know um, before they get into the nitty gritty of, of life here? Uh, the best thing I would say is do a little bit of research and see what you want to do is available. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, job wise, job wise, uh, because first of all, uh, this is this is not some hidden secrets. Dublin is going to be expensive. Yeah. So you need to be able to like, if you are coming as an adventurous person, oh, hey, I'm going to Dublin and then I'm going to figure out my life way out. By all means, do that. But make sure you have some reserves to help you until you find your way out. Good advice. Uh, uh, like, you know, if you if you if you if you find the job that you want to do, if you if you find a place and try to like, you know, try to try to get some some someone who's. A realtor, if, if you're looking for a place before you come here, try to make sure that like it's a legit person. Mm -hmm. Don't get scammed or anything. Yeah. Um, and also uh, when you when you get an apartment or anything, make sure like it's it's a crystal clear agreement. Contract. Because I re contract. Yeah. Uh, because recently I, I saw um, a, a person who was renting uh, 600 euros uh, for the room. And then the landlady came and said, you're getting a roommate <laughs> and then they're oh both gosh. paying 600 euros. Now. Oh my God. So that, that lady was making 1,200 euros from this small room, two people staying. Uh, yeah, so it makes me sick hearing so, that. So, yeah. so, so make sure like, you know, you, you know what you're getting into, uh, but it's a beautiful place. It's a great, great place. You're going to enjoy everybody's friendly. So there is like, like life wise, I have no, nothing to warn you about. Just make sure like you have a place to stay when you come. Uh, if you don't have a job, you're going to find a job here. M make sure that you have enough reserves to survive until you find a job. And once all that fit in, you're going to be grand. Yeah, good advice. Um, one of your favorites, I, like to ask you what your favorite spot is, is, is too much pressure. Um, what about one of your favorite places? So uh, obviously... I mostly hang out at comedy clubs uh, pretty much every day. Uh, I will go, even if I'm not performing, because I like to see other comedians. Uh, I, I learn from a first-day comedian as, with, uh, as well as a veteran. Mm. There's always something new to learn for me to learn, uh, and I love the learning process. So mostly I'm at comedy clubs. I'm not going to drop names of all the comedy clubs that I go to, but uh, one place in particular is, if I'm not at a comedy club, I'm always at the riot bar. Uh, okay. In Aston Key, uh, that's that has been my favorite place uh, ever since I came to Dublin. Uh, that's 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 probably where I'm going tonight as well. Mm -hmm. I've actually uh, never. I've walked past it loads of times. I've I've never actually gone in because I, the I Blue think Gypsy used to be beside it. I think the Blue Gypsy. Yeah, it used to be. It was like a, that's that's the metal bar, right? Yeah, yeah That's yeah. what it turned into riot. It now. turned into yeah. riot. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. So so I never got to see the metal bar. Yeah. The, the thing that you were. Uh, however, I, I I met the owner from that bar. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like uh, I think it's watered one of the top dive bars in all of Europe. Uh, as well, right. it's a it's a nice dive bar, uh, cool place, absolutely brilliant stuff, oh, very okay. very nice. Uh, also the people come there are uh, like very very nice. Uh, and if you're also looking for a place to go where 
teenagers don't hang out, I would recommend that place because <laughs> uh, that was a big problem when I came to Dublin. Uh, I'm obviously 35 years of age. Uh, One of the teenage bars. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's not a good look. It's not a good look. <laughs> uh, so I had to find my way out. Like, you know, I had to fa- find my way uh, to to go to a place where I'm comfortable. There's not a lot of teenagers because that that place only lets you in if you're over 21. You don't want to find yourself on a list somewhere. No, it? definitely <laughs> not. Definitely, definitely not with my career, especially <laughs> what's going on in the comedy world. Lucy uh, <laughs> Come here. It's it's been an absolute pleasure talk, talking to you. No, thank um, you very much for having me. Yeah, but like it's it's one of those things that like you were talking earlier on about you know enjoy the moment, enjoy life, and things like that, and. I, I genuinely think like we live in a very unique time in the sense that me and you can we can all have a conversation yeah. like our grandparents the idea of my grandparents talking to your grandparents is is like ludicrous ludicrous yeah um, but I think it's amazing that we can have these conversations it's kind of getting to know another totally another kind of culture and, and how you're I'm, I'm delighted that you're you're kind of integrating here and finding a place here, whether even if it's, you know, for five years, 10 years, one year, whatever. Um, I think that that's that's really cool. Um, and I feel like we could have talked a lot more about like kind of everything that goes on. But sure, listen, we'll catch up another time. I hope Can I say one thing uh, yeah. like this is my own advice to anybody who moved from one country to another. Um, when you go to a place, try to learn the culture of the place that you go. Yeah. Instead of trying to impose your own culture. Mm. like that's an advice that I would give to anybody because like a lot of people go to places and they get into their own communities and they might have stayed in that place for 10 years and they have no friends outside that community yeah so don't be one of them that's 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 a free advice to anybody like learn get Mm. to know more people get to know people from everywhere like I can pick any country and say I have a friend there Mm -hmm. you know obviously not from all 200 something countries but I can at least say I have friends in at least 150 countries. So, yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Only so, 150. Only 150. Only Not 150. Much. Yeah, only wrapped in front of 70,000. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fucking hell, man. I, I'd be, like, I, I'll be only touring at, in 50 cities in Europe uh, <laughs> <laughs> starting this September. Yeah, come on, fuck I, off. That's, <laughs> a, that's a wrap, I think. <laughs> yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.